Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Boss Wahab, as always, thanking you for tuning back in. Real quick, Toronto, we're going March twenty fourth. Uh, two shows, 7.30 and 10. Tickets are going. Let's get it. And then Montreal, Windsor, Harrison, and motherfucking Hamilton. And with me on some of those shows and here today in the studio, my guy, Jordan Palachiki. Yo, what are you saying, dog? Remember the, remember the first time we did this? We were in that studio. Oh, and yeah. And there was, there was like no shows. Patrick, right? Yeah, yeah. there's no shows. You didn't open with, hey, find me fucking here. Bro, I wasn't even first 120 episodes. It's yeah. like, it's like, yo, I'm doing a spot at the Yucks. I'm doing the two. I just got the Tuesday amateur spot. For some reason, your voice is higher. I'm up eighth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm up eight tonight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's essentially the vibe that I was pushing back then. But what's weird is I've now seen that it literally is your mindset. Like, I people are treating me different now. Like I went to uh, the back room on uh, Saturday night, yeah, eight o'clock, and the uh, Brandon's bringing me up, and he goes, "This guy could have closed out the show," and I go, "That's new. That's like season one's over. Yeah, season two, everything's different, but we just expect you to keep watching it, the same show. You know what I mean? But like, you- oh, we changed all the characters. Or like when they did that in Iron Man, when fucking Rhodey gets fired, and then they who's bring- Rhodey again, real quick? Rhodey was um, Terrence Howard is his name. He's the actor, and then they didn't get a contractual agreement settled with this guy, so then they bring in. Uh, Don Sheetle to play. Oh, that's why that switch up happened. Yeah, so oh. literally in the scene in the movie, Sheetle walks up to him, and his line to Tony Stark is, "I'm here. It's over. Let's just get it done." And that's for the audience. They're saying, "Hey, I'm a new actor. Fuck you guys. It's going me going forward." And that's literally kind of the change. And then I thought my mindset is dictating that. I used to go into these rooms like I got to prove myself. These guys got to think I'm good. Versus like. You know you're good, and I'm working on shit. Is a different? It's a whole different thing. Like I've been uh, bombing more recently, only because now I don't, I don't necessarily like to go to open mic A and B. I want to go to a show, and I'll do all new stuff every time, and I'll try to uh, wrap it up with a ribbon at the end of a closer. Yeah. So it's still like because people really remember the end. That's that's why the, my most hated thing is a great set with a fucked up ending. You know, because you're like, fuck. Because that's people remember the end. You could have a pretty shitty set and a great closer, and oh, then yeah. that guy killed it. He's like, no, he didn't. No. He just had. He could a bomb good for like the whole time. And then just close well. Yeah. So I like to do that because a lot of the open mics now, they just, they, there's no return on investment. I'm spending so much time and I'm, there's no audience. What, so o- I'm like, what even open mics are there? I know of like four. The last five I went to, because in my head I still have a thing where like, if you want it, you should still be hitting the open mics. Got to hit the open mic. But then, so then I'll one of the nights I don't have a show, I'll go to the open mic, and I'm like, I'd rather go to a show that I'm not booked on and be like, if I can get a guest set, possibly, than try to go to this fucking thing that no one is at. The stage is behind the bar. Yeah, what what is this? Like, I can't. That was used to be all of the shows we did. That was a hundred percent of it. 
That was 100% of the food on the table. <laughs> it's crazy, huh? It's, it's evolved, weird, dude. Yeah. It's evolved. But you right? have to. The first thing Tricks ever said to me when I called him, that day I called him, I was like, yo, I'm going to be a comedian. What the fuck? Wait, that's how you started comedy, I think? Well, he, I met me in a bar, and he, I was making fun of people, and he's like, you're funny. You should be a comedian. He gave me his card. A couple years later, I'd be like, oh, I should try this. And I had the card still. Because I remember that guy was on Much Music. And I was like, oh, this dude thinks I'm funny. I didn't realize he was a comic or even good. And then called him and he his advice was like, don't hang around open mic rooms, which is an advice for somebody who just starts out. Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. You wouldn't even start. You'd have zero stage time. But that's advice for literally somebody at our level right here. It's applicable now. Use an open mic room. Yeah. Do not hang out at it. Yeah, yeah. And don't let like... There's like a mentality in an open mic room. It's almost like uh, when they show you in the Roman Coliseum, like the the people that are always in the fights and shit, and they're going to die. Like they have the vibe of like, man, this is just what life Despair. is. Yeah. yeah. And then the one champion, he's like, dude, I don't die. Yeah. I don't fucking die, dude. I can't be around your poison no. mindset. Yeah. You guys are literally losers. Yeah. You're thinking like losers. Like I remember in San Francisco, one time I uh, was real early on. I'm talking five, six months into open mics. One guy was around me, like, uh, I remember him saying, like, we're just all waiting. He goes, it's not like we're going to make it. I'm like, get the <laughs> fuck away from yeah, me, bro. Funny. Get your poison death mind away. Yeah. Like, it was a well of energy. Like, like being around this guy, you'd literally fall into an abyss. I'm like, yeah. get away from me. Holy shit. What's crazy, though, for I think a lot of the majority of people, when they get that mindset thrown at them, it's at the worst part of the game. They don't. You can't tell somebody that at the bottom. It's your mindset because you've observed all these things that have messed you up. Whereas when you're doing well, that's when the mindset shit makes sense. You're like, hey, to maintain this, you can't think like, oh, I'm not, I can't think like an open micer where I, oh, fuck it. You guys aren't into it. Fuck you guys. Like this audience sucks. Like Blaming everything externally. No, yeah. you, you yeah. just stay the course and you it, it makes more sense. Ah, it's pretty wild. Yo, I think our uh, our conversations throughout the the years of this podcast have been uh, specifically about the craft. Every now and then we touch yeah. it to figure out if Italians are white or not. We always get randomly <laughs> yeah. Italians. But like uh but that aside, I'm like it's pretty interesting if you go back and look at uh <coughs> our struggles up until now, like coming to fruition, the actual act, the actual like vocation, like stand-up comedy. Now I say I'm a comedian without that thing in my mind of like, are you really a comedian? I don't yeah. even say, I, bro, I had that up until fucking eight, nine months ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's like, yeah, I'm fucking, it's all I do, dude. Like it, it's all I'm out here doing. For a long time. So it's like, I don't have that uh, imposter thing in my head. I still do. Like if I'm, if I'm in a big thing, like, you know, like I'm, going to showcase for JFL or whatever. I know if I get it, I'm going to show up to Montreal and be like, what the fuck am I doing here? How did I get here? Like type shit. But knock on wood, let's see if that shit happens. And even if it doesn't, man, for years I had my head down like, yo, I got to get JFL the first opportunity. Yeah. No, fuck that. Fuck JFL. Yo, if you book me, thank you. <laughs> and I love you and I appreciate you. I'd love to get new faces, but I used to think it was this. I used to think new faces was the final gate. It to used leave, to be to leave Canada. It used to be, it used to be very important. Like they used to look at that, like, oh, you got just for last. That's sick. But that, talking to so many comedians, changed. what happened after just for last? Nothing. It's just that's that yeah. balloon burst after I did the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and nothing. In fact, it was a little worse afterwards. I, well, I think it's a lot of how you use it. Like if you get just for last, for example, 
you're getting bumped on every show. So what that means is that you're getting more spots just by virtue of doing that. How you use that is up to you. Like if you're like, okay, as soon as you get JFL, you know that you can get at least 15 spots a week just because people are salivating to like say this person was on Just for Laughs. Man, you think, but it's not that way. After I did Winnipeg, it was not that way, dude. But Some Winnipeg's people, not just for laughs. I know it's not just for laughs, but it's still, it's one of Canada. Like if you like, got just for laughs new faces. That, that's the cream of the crop. You could probably parlay that into 15 spots a week. Or just drop into shows you probably couldn't have eas- as easily before. Absolutely. You're like, I don't know if you saw, you just carry the print out of the new faces for yeah. this here. Like, oh, I don't know if you saw that shit. Right and there. I also realize like people leaving is a good thing. For, for the people in the current crop or whatever. And like people that don't leave have an impact too. You have to leave because then there's, the cycle doesn't... It has but to imagine be like, constant recycling. Imagine like out. Che, Ryan, and Nima didn't leave. Or like, like, okay, so the corner weekends would be them three and then one guy or one girl. <laughs> the, the, the newcomer spot or yeah. the additional spot. Or like JJ and Danny would have, you know what I mean, like slot in. Like who would get those spots? I know what you mean. Like you gotta graduate. You have to. You graduate. have to graduate. Even at Keith some Pedro. Point. Like, where's Keith Pedro? He's literally in Vegas. Yeah. He's he's like, I don't care. The only reason I care about Toronto is I have kids there. That's why. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Most people are like, oh, it's it's like it's outdoor hockey here, dude. We're still we're like in training. Toronto, you realize it. This is the undergrad. Natish Sakuja says the best. He said Toronto is a gym with and for your fighting, but with no main event. I love that. That's amazing. It's genius. Yeah. Because in New York, there's a main event. You can go to the stand, the cellar, New York Comedy Club. Those are big places. There's no that here. You get everyone talks shit about Breslin. There's like, if anybody's getting dunked on harder in fucking Canadian entertainment than Mark Breslin, please show me them. Yeah. The, the Yucks business model has been struggling for a long time. They opened three clubs and five closed down and. This and that. And I don't even they know do what's crazy going on. I'm shit. on the inside now. When I Jason, still don't know what's going on. When Jason opened Absolute in Ottawa, yeah. Mark opened a fucking place right across the street, they told me, in a restaurant. So for already, they are doomed because- but that's that old bullshit though. But Absolute owns the business. So Absolute's like, we own the fucking place. I own this place. I'm making the rent, all that shit. Whereas Yucks has to do well because they're franchising out. So out of the gate- they have they have overhead they can't deal with because they're not making any of the booze money. So he's just making tickets. But same with King, the Kingston location of Absolute was different. Was went down for that reason. Exactly. They just couldn't support That's why it. Toronto and Ottawa are still around because they own the business. Uh, but on the Yuck side, they're they're leasing their space, right? I think he probably owns. I mean, if he doesn't own downtown, but he, I don't think they he's switched. Very, they used to be in the Absolute location where Absolute is right now. Yeah. They used to be Yucks. What so I'm assuming they didn't sell it to Absolute. The other thing is with these guys, a lease. think of how much money is in ticket sales. These guys are not millionaires. No, dude, The owners aren't millionaires. Bro, they his, should be. Historically speaking, I don't know what the ins and outs of the comedy actual, um, like the club business is. Historically, it's terrible business model. Everywhere in the States, dude, every, everyone says it. Clubs are constantly closing. You got to be the most lit club of all time to actually have a constant push of being able to stay open and be profitable. Well, think about a it. Comedy store it's and shit like that. Not actually. I don't know if I buy into that. Then what stopped? I worked in the restaurant business for mm. a very long time. You make a lot of your money. Ninety fucking five percent of your money is on booze. Think about this. People buy a ticket. You force them to buy drinks. 
Mm-hmm. What's the overhead? It's the rent and the staff, and then they pay the comics. A lot of that is the comics probably getting money. Well, but, the comics first, so, so they combat that by not paying the comics, right? Well, that's that's Toronto. In yeah. America, it doesn't work like that. In America, think about it. When Che did New York Comedy Club, that's 460 people from 7.30 to 10.30. Two shows. Two shows. Mm. No bars do that. Like to see that type of circulation. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. So you got, even if one person orders a drink, each person, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, if so you ever do the works, math, that works. At the cellar, they do three, four shows a night, and they do two drinks minimum. And every time you walk in that bitch, your Packed. bill is 80, 90, exactly. and they fit 150. Bro, one time I was in there just doing math because the show has, I'm like, this is crazy. Yes. This, this is like the idea that the person could be struggling with this business model, and it's a basement. Tiny, it's shocking when you see the cellar it's before it fills com- in. It's not even comfortable. It's, Tiny, it's tiny. Man, bro. I sat in the cellar where there's a like little L couch. It's literally behind a brick wall. couches now. Well, it's like a it's like a booth. It's like a little booth section Un- behind pillars. Yeah, pillars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you're sitting on one of the sides, you don't even see. You're, you're literally <laughs> turning your head to a wall, and they're you're like, just hearing. You gotta buy two drinks. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> that's good. When you can get that, that's good. But I don't think that these people in Toronto or owners in Canada are doing that. Like. I think they... Well, look at the corner, the first location. What happened with that? I think they were charging Joe like an insane rent. Like really? 15 It was an, a month. Yeah. It was in an alleyway. Well, they didn't like... Apparently, this is the story that I heard and everything secondhand because I didn't hear from Joe himself. Mm-hmm. But apparently, those people didn't like him for whatever reason. Yeah. Which is a curious case of how he even got the rent. Yeah. But they would just jack the rent up a lot. And commercial rent, there's no law to like, oh, I got to give you 30 days. It could be overnight. Really? Yeah, there's no law against that. So there. But after the completion of your term, though. No, tomorrow. So they don't lock in an actual rate. You can lock in your rate, but as a commercial uh, leaseor, you can change the rent anytime. But doesn't the contract stipulate the agreed upon amount? Is it's like renting a car it, for it, your business? It might, but like, yeah. how does that work? That does. It just doesn't work. Like you can charge as much as you want. Huh? Really? Yeah. It's probably tied that. to the month, yeah. but like it's like that, yeah. That's why commercial real estate is so valuable because people are like, oh, yeah, Nike. I know Nike's going to go in here. That's 200 grand a month. Oh, next month, I know you guys had a full store because you had this shoe lot, 300 grand a month. This is a great location. Of course, you're going to stay there. And then you think, well, why would they do that? It's a, it's a balance. They'll price you out until they can't get their money, but then they've made so it's much. whatever the market can bear. Exactly. So it's like as soon as they know that you can't afford it, they ease down on it a little bit but they just keep you right at the cusp i guess what i found in new york and talking i was fortunate to talk to the owner of the new york comedy club he was there the whole night that guy is trying to make money whereas in canada it's just like they like where they're at there's no other way to describe it like breslin should have the biggest comedy empire bigger than some places in the states because he has an entire country no one's competing against him. Like Jason can't keep up with what they have. Well, I think the franchise model is what's fucking it up because any fucking shoe fuck Joe bankrupt in Victoria gets an inheritance. He's like, okay, I'm going to get away. And people have no idea what they're doing running comedy business. They're like, oh, I run bars. And then they're not actually stipulating drink minimums or whatever the fuck. The space is too large. They only have people coming in on Fridays, Saturdays. Whatever the reason is, but they fail like fucking, they fall like dominoes, dude. It's weird, dude. Like Louis C.K. played the, 
Yucks Club. Yeah, I was there. Eight shows he sold. Me too. Yeah. And it's Amazing like, show. That should be huge but for the club. I know. It's because every American, like, it's because we don't have, we don't create our own stars here. We don't have a system that fosters that. They have to go to America. When they go to America and they come back, they skip the clubs. They go straight to the theaters and the arenas and the whatever the fuck. So the clubs never get to eat on uh, the growing of their actual homegrown talent. Like they never get to eat off of that because as soon as they can fill a club, they're gonna go to America and they're coming back. They're skipping the club. They're not. But even when you have those shows at the club, what's curious is even when you have those people here. So say Louis was here, he's playing Scotiabank Arena. Mm -hmm. There in America, there's a very common culture of oh, I'm gonna drop by these clubs to do spots. Those guys only used to do that at the corner back in the day. Like Howie Mandel, I wouldn't consider him a fucking comic anymore. And even in the day, if you go back and watch Howie Mandel shit, the dude was taping a rubber glove to his head, throwing powder in his face. Oh, I never saw his shit. Oh, I watched it all. It's fucking not. Com- it's weird. It's, <laughs> it's like prop comedy. Oh, it's alt. It's all alt. If you can call it that, it's crazy. He's crazy. For somebody to have seen that and gone, I'm gonna make millions of dollars off this guy on television. It was a very era specific thing. Like you wouldn't do that today. You'd think, oh, this guy's crazy. He's and- he's got nothing prepared. And then he leveraged his position pretty well because he's still one of the guys. You only need one hit, man. Yeah. Well, and then play your next card. Cardinal Official. Yeah. (laughs) He's like a Canadian legend. I can't tell you anything that guy's done. One thing. Did I tell you that when Chappelle came? You remember when Chappelle came to air his uh, documentary? He fucking came. He did 20 minutes. He's like, okay, now this is my documentary. He the documentary is an hour. It's about like what he did in like Ohio Springs, and then he comes back out. And he's like, now nah, a little music by this guy. He's oh, he's been repping Toronto. Everyone thought it was Dre. <laughs> and then Cardinal, bro, Cardinal official that did so much time. Me and my girl, we left. <laughs> what do and, you mean? And we left. I he kept, bro. I thought Chappelle came in at one point and literally remember when uh, Jessica Simpson's sister got caught lip syncing. She just danced. <laughs> Cardinal was like. I think Chappelle was trying to light him or some shit. And he did a dance. All right, Toronto. Everyone's like seated. All right. Okay. Song one. Song two. Song three. Song four. Song five. 30 minutes in. What the fuck is going on? Song six. (laughs) Chappelle comes in, dances out. I'm like, I think Chappelle is at this point, he's just going to come in and say goodbye. We left. And then I run into Natish afterwards. Uh, Like the next day, he was there. I'm like, yo, did Chappelle come back on and do time? He's like, yeah, he came on and did 20 minutes. I'm like, was what? it worth staying? He's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah. But Karna literally did 45 minutes. Like, fuck off. And man. was that at all detailed in the anything? Nothing, nothing. It was just kind of like, Toronto, thanks for showing up. I got one of your hometown gems. It literally, he the pause, and you could feel it. like, ah, <laughs> like, six guys. That's God. so funny. Carnell official. Nah, couldn't. Uh, couldn't Drake get could Drake never up. do that. Yeah, but then apparently the funny thing is the next day he takes a picture and Drake was in the back or some shit like that, like he came by or some shit. Like I don't, yeah, I don't know what the Dave. fuck it is. But that's what it, you're saying. Comics drop in and do spots historically. Well, that's that because they should be what the deal is. Because that. they they came up through the improvs, they came up through the stands, they came up through these, and they don't. They usually won't say anything. They just show up. You know, I, I've been at the cellar when Chappelle walked in. That's actually how I started comedy. But like, they don't say anything. They don't announce it because then it's gonna like mob shit and, and yeah. flood shit. But like, but yuck should have that type of relationship. But they don't because they, they don't pay anybody. Exactly. If they fostered their people, like if I was getting, if I was treated like 
really well from the get-go of me trying to get in with them. It's been four years of like Tuesdays and sending email once a week for four months to get a five-minute spot. No. And then now I'm in now I'm in with them, but they haven't given me my, my contract yet. And I'm pretty sure the contract uh, offers a higher rate of pay. Rate of pay for MC host uh, closeout. So that's why they're lingering on it. But I'm like, I'm getting access to their booker. I'm not focused too much on the money, but I'm just like, these are the reasons. This is just another reason, on another notch on the belt of why people fucking run. Bro, everybody, you know how old guys would talk to you about like, never get married, those grizzled guys? Yeah. That's exactly how old comics were about yucks for the five, six years. The real, But the biggest problem is that they'll get you to do a weekend and they will give you like, a grand for the whole weekend? Like we're talking like Four. Thursday to Sunday? Two or shows like? on Friday, maybe two shows Saturday, maybe a show on Sunday. They give you like a grand for that? See, the, those, the, the days uh, have sailed on that, especially considering that I book my shit independent in venues a third yeah, of, of your they've size. Sailed, they've sailed because you're industrious, but like Yuck still does that. No, I, I know. And I'm still getting that just yeah. because I'm not in the place where I'm just like money first. If the money isn't right, I'm not doing the spot because I'm shooting myself in the foot if I do that shit. We can't really do that here either. It, it's not about, that's not the game here. It, that's like a, that's well, a different level. Exactly. That's, that's, you're, I'm still, yeah. I'm like, bro, I went two hours out out of town like this they hit me up they go hey you want to do a show in list oil it's like their agricultural hall a hall holds like three four hundred people like look so the money's not going to be good because we actually booked it before covid and and the com and the comics got a 50 percent deposit which they kept and now they're gone so they gave me this whole runaround of how they can't pay me the full thing i'm like whatever because i'm i do a lot of shows out in the boonies and i like to get out there in front of these old white crowds in the country. Yeah. Because I'm like, I just want to experience this more. You know? I just want to have the more of this specific knowledge of being out here and not being, and I'm slowly getting to that point where it's like, when I, this audience had like 80 farmers, you know? I'm like, I came out here to train to in try. this environment. To train. Man, that's why I like the back room. Last night, they had speed dating before the show. And then the people stayed for the show. Is that who those people were? Yeah. That's oh, so you were there? Yeah, and no one gave me that context. Man, that was hard. Bro, I they, just did my act. I bombed. It was funny because like they were just like <laughs> not there for that. But it's I'm mean, like, this is good. I actually need this to be what it is. Exactly. I remember at one point being like, you know you're gonna make me kill myself, right? Yeah. You're you're hanging me right now. When I did you pop. go on? Uh second last or some shit. Oh like yeah. That. They were not a second last crowd. Well, I mean, I should have just been more in it. Like I had these new bits that just I came up with and I tried them not yesterday, the day before yesterday. And there's a couple lines that didn't make sense. And and yesterday before that, I was like, I got it. I know how to fix it. Yeah. So I was just fucking excited to go and try it. But it turns out it was the bucket and it worked. But then after I did my other shit, it was like, meh. And then I, it was meh, you know, but it then. Happens. Nowadays, you know, it's amazing because you leave and it's like, I, I, I'm, I feel bad if I have a bad set. Then I get to tell myself, you're not that set, you know? You're yeah, not, but you're not that set. You're also, you can't kill every time. Yeah, and, and you're not, I used to be like, you are as good as the last set you did. That I internalized that to the max. Like You're as good as the last good show where you were supposed to be good on that you did either well or bad on, I think. Yeah, like if I, like the shows that 
I independently produce and like close out or whatever the fuck, if those go bad, bro, that that's a darkness that stays <laughs> with me for like weeks. And in the whole tour we did with Mo and Jesse, I had at two shows that for sure did not go good. That I'm like, like, I don't, I, I gotta get out. I don't even want to see anybody leave. But out of twenty cities, First that's not gone. bad. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. Yeah, you know, and some did not go good. But I'm, I can still hang around and be like, hey, I can't win them all. But some yeah. were like, I'm in the car, boys. Well, I, I actually got just before I went to New York, I got into this habit where Nick Drury said this to me a while ago when I met him at like uh, Betty's. Remember they used to do comedies about Betty's? He's the guy that looks twenty, but he's like forty, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I think he's like in his late. He's in forties. He's in his mid forties. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he said looks to me. Like he's, all they want you to do at Absolute is like do really well. And I put it in my mind that whatever time I had, well, that was good. I just keep doing it. And it would, I would do a much slower process of like actually building it out because I don't want to take as many risks. And then I, what I saw Che doing in New York, like when people know you do well, that's table stakes. They're like, okay, whatever. It's about like going out and being funny. And I remember Godfrey, I watched him do like 25 minutes on museums in the comedy cellar like three or four years ago. Yeah. And it was terrible. Like nobody was laughing. But he just did it. He's like, I'm just doing 20 minutes on fucking museums just to see if this is a bit. Did he ever go like, this is new shit? Or did he ever, or he just stayed No, in he it? just stayed in it. Wow. And, and like, he would do it and then he'd, la- he'd smile. And like at everybody, he would just smile like, I'm doing this. That's 20 years right there. Pretty right? much. And I've realized like, comedy is very personal. If somebody's going to come up to you and be like, hey, your set was bad. You can't do this anymore. That never happens. Maybe they book you less, but like, Fucking nobody really books anybody anyways. Yeah, right? At the end of the day. Dude, long term, like, it's like you're saying. In your, ha- in your head, you have it like, I got to do my best shit every time. Got to do my best shit every time. But now because I'm like, I don't want to go to open mics. I, I'm all the time. Last absolute set I did, three minutes were, I've never said it before. I just yeah. came back from vacation. I'm just, and, and half of it was, fell flat on its face. And the other half was like, it had that, I don't know if it was funny, but it had that, you know, when something's fresh. Legs. It, ha- it feels like it has legs because it's so fresh and there's that fresh energy. But then you try it again exactly in the same format and it's not as funny. No. Because it doesn't have that fresh thing you had before. Yeah, you didn't say it with the same like rhythm. You, you, you even really try to recreate everything, the beat, the cadence, everything. But it's just like, ah, this one, they love the energy of the freshness. I don't we, think it's not that funny. We can recreate it because we're actors. I noticed that when I just talked to just comedians, they're like, oh, I don't like saying it the same thing every time. I'm like, that's fucking acting, baby. I was just like changing. I'm like, I don't think there's one bit like that I say the same every time. Oh, I, I have a I, whole, I lose my mind. I have a whole thing. I know all the words. I'm saying say it the same time or say it the same. Oh, yeah. I change it up all because otherwise I feel like <laughs> so depressed. If I, Some if of I it hear changes. it saying the exact same, unless it's like a perfect bit, you know? It's, well, that's what you got to get. But I still, I, I, I as soon as it's perfect, I don't like doing it anymore. It's like that Louis thing. Like, remember when Louis, uh, he talks to Rogan about how he builds an hour? Yeah. He drops everything, then he figures out 20 minutes. And right when he feels like he's got that 20 minutes working, drops it. Another 20 minutes. Right when he feels like he's got that working, drops it. Another 20 minutes. Starts touring with that kind of like Frankenstein-y one hour. And hones it, hones it, hones it, brings but that's it to diff- 50. It's a little different. Like, but I, I, I'm, Louis I'm, reproduces and will sell this. But I'm talking about instead of building the hour, look at it just 20 minutes. Like this five-minute yeah, yeah, yeah. saga of my mom works every time. I don't want I, I I'm bored of doing that. Yeah. Like let me do this new shit that 
isn't funny. Let me confirm it's not funny and move on. And then like these showcases or whatever, I'll, I'll bust this back out. I think as a Canadian, you we all need to have a 45 minutes that's as funny as like your five minutes is. I know. That's what, that's what I'm going for, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. So I think in the Louis thing, you would do less of the get rid of it and a little bit of it. You'd be like, okay, get rid of this, but... Still, it's like building a fucking snowman. You're packing on snow to make it as hard as possible. And I think once you hit that, okay, this 45 minutes is undeniable. Like people literally have to leave out. They're going to die of it not breathing. Yeah. Then you can do the Louis thing. Because in that 45, you can sell it. Yeah. And then you're in that echelon where you're like, okay, whatever the fuck I do, people just look at the old shit and they're like, this is what the quality is. What do you think about uh, Chris Rock's new special? It was okay. There was some great bits in it. But like, I don't think I like stadium comedy. Was it? It wasn't a stadium. It was a theater. But like uh, that thing, yeah. I, I don't like that vibe where it's like, comedy shouldn't be too grand. I know. Well, at least it shouldn't be taped too grand. You know? Yeah, and like, even the last time I watched, uh, last time I went to Scotiabank Arena for comedy, I fucking made an oath. That's it. Yeah, it I sucks. don't even care if show, even like my buddy's like, yo, Chappelle, January 1st. I'm like, no. That sucks. No. I'm not going like I, I I don't I don't want that anymore. I saw Burr, I saw Sebastian. They killed it. You could tell if 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 I was in a club or a small theater right now, dude, I would this would change my life. But yeah. like, and a lot of the like people, euphoric. Are, yeah, a lot of the people are I'm like, yeah. But it's like in the middle of the bit, if you're in a club, everyone's like engaged. Yeah, but yeah. when you're in an arena and the and he's doing his setups, you could see people are just kind of like. Hmm. Like Kinda on your like, phone. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to get popcorn. Like yeah, there's literally. so much chatter. There's 3,000 people are chattering, cause, and, but there's 16,000 watching. Maybe two of them are like, I'm like, it's just too much. It's too much big of a fucking organism. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's chaotic. Too far away. It's, it's chaotic. It's not right. It's I just think not ideal. The most people would be like 500 in like a theater that's tight. Sure. But like I saw Sebastian at Scotiabank Arena. It was like I was just there. It, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm just there. I'm yeah. not a part of the show at all. Exactly. But comedy is that you're a part of it, which is a big element of why those spaces mean so much. But like, I know, for example, like I've been doing shows a lot at uh, Free Times Cafe for years, two shows, and uh, now I'm looking for a venue to do because just for the sake, I have all these friends I'm bringing out to the show. I want to be able to hang out with them. I want to be able to be like, yo, after the show, you know what I mean? Some drive, some drive two hours, right? But when you do two shows, it's tough. You got to come to the late show because I'm just resetting after the first show. Yeah. So now I get like, I'd rather have a venue that I can get all those people in on one show instead of having break in your back for show after show. And then as soon as I can fill in that 200, then I'll do two shows of that. And then you go to the 500, et cetera. Sebastian's just at a fucking scale where it's like, he can sell that many tickets. So he will sell that you many have tickets. To. Yeah. He, he, you're you're not gonna tell your agent. Ah, I'm true to the game, baby. Give me twelve. I nights think Burr at- does that though. Because I saw Burr at fucking Scotiabank Arena. But that Burr's like- doing Ottawa. Yeah. It's like, why are you doing Ottawa? You could just come to Toronto. But it's like, Ottawa is never driving to Toronto. Toronto is never driving to Ottawa to see. A no, I'm saying, like- isn't it less people capacity wise in Ottawa for him? Absolutely, but he's gonna do Toronto. He, I saw him in Toronto last, oh. like August. So he's it's too soon. It's the same act. I think I w- I think I don't know. If I had the option, think if I ever got there, I was like I could do a stadium. You will. I, I don't know. 
I do it like one or two times and be like, yeah, I'm a millionaire now on this one show. Well, even fucking Louis said it. He's like, the it Madison sucks. Square Garden, he's like, it's too big. This is, it's not supposed to be like this. It sucks. Like, give me two nights uh, at the, of a, like, I think two nights of a four or 5,000 seat theater is the max of like, okay, we still have kind of a thing. It's got to feel like a room. Yeah, the arena feels like a fucking stadium. It feels, it feels like, the sky is visible and it's yeah. not it's closed but it feels like the earth is open it doesn't you know what i mean like it doesn't feel like a one just, single space you don't pick up on the same like uh f- like physicality of it or like yeah because the jumbotron is only picking up a uh, medium close my favorite part of a stadium comedy show is the fucking watching it on youtube or watching it when they edit it and i can just see like i'm so amped yeah this is, oh this is great that's what I was thinking. It's like I'm watching like, golf. Like, sure, I could be at one hole or see the whole tournament from my house. At one vantage point. That's why I'm excited for the Chris Rock because I thought it was, you know what I thought? I went back to watch Bring the Pain with Chris Rock. And um, when he's got that young fucking energy, yeah. the repetition makes sense because he's doing he's doing an act back then. He's still like, it took him 10 years plus to, like, now he's himself. But back then he's like, like he's he he was molded in front of the black audience so everything is like cadence beat rhythmic and gets right to it like it's you can tell it it was evolved in front of like the urban audience we'll say but now he speaks more like himself but he still does the repetition where i'm just like you're you're not doing the act anymore but you're still doing this repetition which it it feels slow it almost feels like when jerry told him in that thing where he's like you got to say it twice because it's such a big concept. It's almost like that fucked with him. It's like, oh shit, I do have to say it twice because they're big concepts. It's like, no, don't listen to Jerry. Like, he just said that to make you feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, you, you just don't need to say everything twice. You don't, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> even in this one, it's like, <laughs> it'll be like, ah, I, so I got popcorn with my daughter. I got popcorn with my daughter. It's yeah. like, come on, man. Like, it's too you much. don't, it, you're not dropping crazy gems. I'm watching, and I'm like a lifelong uh, we all fan are. of Chris Rock. But, I was talking to three friends pretty much said the exact same thing and I was saying it to them too. Watching this special makes you realize how good Dave Chappelle is. But here's the thing. We all are fans of uh, Chris Rock because early days like Kill the Messenger, fucking... Uh, what's Bring one the Pain, Bring Bigger the and pain, Blacker. All of those are so good that you remember bits from them from years later. Bro, even Tambourine I fucking love. I love Tambourine. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think it's just like Chris... Has these weird, like the topics he picked in Selective Outrage felt like, and Che was saying this too, he's like, yeah, we're past that. We're past that. That's like yeah. two years ago, yeah. dude. Yeah. You should have just talked about the slap, should have annihilated Hollywood, and then that, and then he fucked up his closer. So he messed up the words. The concussion. The concussion. Because it's live. We wouldn't have seen it if it was that. Like, why does it have to be live? I know. I know. Comedy's already the hardest thing on the planet. I know. <laughs> What are you gonna up the stage? Why'd you put a tiger on stage? Like, what the fuck are we doing? He's trying to deke it out and shit. Now I'm like, I, I as soon as the edited version comes out, I'm gonna watch it because I'm ex- I, I'm interested to see the flow. Yeah, the difference in flow. Why you think a different version will come out of what they have? Oh yeah, oh bro, it's gonna flow way better. First of all, that fuck up at the end. I think they're gonna shave probably ten minutes off of it. I think just. Lose some of the repetition, man. Some of the repetition seemed like he was even he upped the repetition. It yeah. almost seemed like yo, this guy is doing a caricature of himself. Yeah, he's reaching for an hour. He's yeah. got forty-two minutes that he's reaching to yeah. make an hour work with. Yeah, the whole like just the things he was talking about were off. 
Just seemed outdated. Yeah. yeah. Well, ever since his divorce, he's the man got bitter. He also <laughs> seems. Uh, <laughs> he also seems like. His wife took too much, bro. You yeah, feel he's it like, every special. He's on the different side of being a man where he's like a piece of shit and he's like telling you that he's a piece of shit. Whereas <laughs> yeah. before I'd be like, yo, dude, I used to see you as like in like Disney movies and shit. But now he's you like, that guy. you know how many bitches I, for, I got paid for abortions? You're like, no, actually, I have no concept <laughs> of that. Because when I think of you, I don't think of you as a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, as like this guy fucking. Ever, yeah, like right? ruining families. Don't, yeah, right. Like, don't give me that image of you. No. Don't break my old image of you. Chris. Like Eddie Murphy never did that. Eddie Murphy was always like, I'm fucked up. But in a way where it doesn't pollute how you think of me. And you know, he was ruining families. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Chris Rock's like, I paid for this many abortions. It's like, dude, it's only funny if you didn't. He's like, yeah, he's like, my my wife's the smartest one I know. She's got just as much money as me. Not funny at all. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, like that's okay. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, but it's also like, you've been doing this. Uh, my wife fucked me material since like for the last a long special. time. He's probably pissed about that. No, you could. I'm saying it's bitter. But Ralphie Mae, same thing. Ralphie Mae's making jokes about being fat. Rest in peace. If you die of making jokes about being fat, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with fucking Patrice. He was like, oh, I'm going to die from cookies. You believe that? You believe cookies are going to kill me? It's like, yes. They you did. need to believe it. <laughs> right. Fuck, dude. Uh, it's that vibe of just like, man. The Patrice was a different thing, though. He was like he was like a bro's bro to the ultimate poisonous level. We need every comedy scene needs what he was doing. I, I read Kevin Hart's book. He talks about how Patrice literally would like boo him on stage because he sucked and like threw a phone book at him. He's like, read that. Whatever's in it's better than what you're doing. Yeah, I read that. And I'm like, oh man, Canada needs that. You think, but until you're at that show, it's like that person's just about to do the fucking next joke. And it's like, like we're talking about um, working out material, right? Yeah. If I have a bit that lands on its flat on its face, let it land flat on its face, and I yeah. want to go forward. I don't need a motherfucker throwing a phone book. I think what up there. Patrice was doing was Kevin was trying to do an act, yeah, and not being himself. That's why he threw it. Not that he's trying bits as a comic. Gotcha, got. Gotcha. He's he going out there being, being so like, fake. yo, yo, you know what? Sandwiches are funny, and he's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That's what I think he was. Doing. I fought a midget in the, his old. Not eye. somebody coming and giving you like shit for oh. Uh, do a, one of the better bits you have. Like, yeah. no. We need somebody that polices and is like, a, you're afraid. Where you go to a room and you're like, oh, fuck, they're there. I got to do good. That would be good for Canadian comedy. Whereas... It's whoever you respect yeah. fills that role. Yeah. They may not throw a phone book, but their presence, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I hate when I'm about to go on stage and I see someone that, like, I respect walk in like that. Like a high-level yeah, person. Like, I'm like, oh, fuck! No. I, I was I was free and excited. Now I'm like changes now your got, whole mentality. Yeah, now I'm like fuck. Now I gotta fucking do the big ones, and I gotta like this isn't a workout set anymore. But you once you get you'll get past that. I used it's to feel that head. about it's some people. I used to feel that about some people. I literally feel that about nobody anymore in, in Toronto. Well, yeah, I don't think there's anybody here. There's amazing Actually, no, no, comics. No, no. Last time, uh, I think last last time I went up with tricks, I was like, oh fuck, here we go. I gotta I gotta bring it. And I did. And he afterwards, he's like, yo, your shit's nice. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, bro. And then Tricks I, I haven't seen that nigga again. Tricks yeah, what did he say to you when you called him, by the way? You said... Uh, it was a weird conversation. He forgot that he... Obviously, forgot that he... He's like, who the somewhere. fuck is this? Oh, it was that bartender from four years ago. You know what's ago. funny about Tricks? I went to see a show in, at Absolute, and he's like, yo, come in the green room. And I was still in my weird, like, oh, no, I got to respect people that I think are good. 
and I didn't go in the green room because I was like, I'm not on the show. I won't fucking, I won't get in your space. And then I, I almost felt like he maybe took that wrong. Yeah. Like he was like, oh, you don't want to fucking come in the green room? Because he's got his shit. Like all his baggage and his stuff on his mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know. I'm just anxious and like, oh, I don't want to fucking. I want to step on Hassan your toes. Phil's and Marlon. I'm I'm a loser. Like I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like fucking. Who cares? Go watch the show, and that's it, dude. I've seen too many people. The game, the whole game's fucked up in a way where it's like I've seen too many people on the road that are such killers that don't have an Instagram, that don't have. I realize none of this shit is connected. Your skill doesn't mean like, yo, if you're a killer, you have the more numbers or you're this or this. If you're a comic, you're a comic. Don't overthink it. Go in the room. Have a seat. Wait till your spot or have a fucking conversation. I think I was saying this to Max last night. I didn't say this to you. Tell me if I was saying this to you. What I've realized is bitch. social media. <laughs> you said that, actually. You you're did fucking say that. a gay man. <laughs> You've mentioned this twice. I realized that social media made it actually better for people like us at comedy because we're practicing comedy. And that's a hard thing to do. The people on social media get the other side, which is they have fans that will come to their show. And then when they come, they're like, oh, you're not that good at this this thing, which is a very specific set of skills that few people have, which is stand-up comedy. So what I've realized is that like thousands, it's called a thousand social influencers, make us look better and then give they're us- noise. A, they're just noise. But no, they literally have a functionality. It's like a big shark. They become the big shark in the water. And I'm like, yeah, you need my little fish ass to hang on to your fin because I eat the plankton that doesn't kill you. I make the show good so that your fucking audience doesn't kill you for sucking. Gotcha. So you have a role in the ecosystem. And it kind of lets you fucking ride the wave if you know how to navigate it. So I was thinking like, you just need a little social media, but the stand-up skill is valuable. It's just not valuable the way we dreamed it up. Way we dreamed it up was I'm gonna get good at stand up. Some fucking executive's gonna see it, and then my life is changed. That's gone. What changes your life is I can go to the club owner in America and be like, I will sell 300 tickets for two shows on a Friday night. You have nothing to worry about. Then they're like, yes. End of rant. Facts. Yeah, exactly. I was about to go take a piss like in a the middle speech. of that. <laughs> yeah. I <was> like, <laughs> Yo, I was I was queuing up the Canadian anthem right now. <laughs> so what's no, funny no, is, but you're totally right. Do women ever have that thought? Because I'm around a lot of women. A lot of them seem long-winded. I was talking there for a minute. I was like, oh, I've been saying shit for a while. Do women ever have that? Uh, my girl will start at the end of her rant. So she'll fidget. So I can tell <laughs> I can tell in her mind she's going, she's this is the, too long. Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's light lighting light. herself. She's like, I'm losing them. I'm like, you lost me off the top. But yeah, like, yeah. or you're, you're, no, you're, you're exactly ever, right. You ever have a girl go, you're not listening to me. I'm like, you're like, you just fucked it up. I was listening and now I'm thinking about me not listening. A lot of the times when she says that, I'm not listening. <laughs> they know. Yeah. Right? And, it's, and like I admit us, it. it's like yeah. us as an audience. Yeah. I admit, I go, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> from start from the top. I love you. <laughs> Give me the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start from the top. I'm with you now. You know I realize it's also very patronizing. Is like, okay, no, no. I'll listen to the whole thing. Go ahead. Yeah. It's like they don't no, want no, that no, either. No. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. No, no. no. Hey, let me put my phone down. <laughs> let me put. No, let me go get the megaphone. No, say, baby's got something big to say. TV off. <laughs> yeah. This is your time. You, yeah. You uh, turn to her, cross your <laughs> Like, yeah, we'll do it kindergarten style. Here, tell me the story. Hold the big book. Does it pop open? What is it? So <laughs> she's like, it's over. I was like, that adds up. And like, I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to tell you. And you're like, okay. So wasn't that important? They're like, no, it was. It's this thing you do. Oh fuck, dude. But uh, but yeah, man. I'm I'm booking a. I was talking to I forget who, but 
I'm booking Patrick Fishman's got a show out there in uh, Houston, in, not Houston, Sonoma. That's Sonoma, right out wine r- country, wine country, right on top of uh, the Bay Area there. What's the Bay Area? But I'm trying to go there so I can. For the U.S. visa, you gotta have these deal memos. You gotta have people that say, "I'll pay you when you're here." For the span of three years, I'll book you this many times. So the government goes, okay, this guy's got money for him on mm-hmm. south of the border. But I've done pretty much everything up until this point. And now I'm like, okay, I'll go there. And now I'm talking to my buddy in New York. He gave me a list of the New York shows. Sick. So I'm like, I think I'll do a multi-city flight. Try to go to New York for like literally like two, three nights. Just try to line up two shows just so I can... Meet some people, whatever the fuck. Get the lay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully find someone that goes, yeah, it's just a one-page document that's not legally binding saying, and and the money doesn't matter. It could say $25 a set. It has to say the money, but $25 a set is totally fine. But so now in my mind, I'm like, life is, you know when Kevin Hart on Rogan was like, life's got a game-like quality to it? I'm like, this is the fucking quest right now. It's like, go to America, get on some shows, and fucking get these, get three of these documents signed, and you will unlock America. Literally, I'm like, I, I was bummed out for a second, but then I'm like, fuck it, bro. This is a this is a quest. This is that Can side. Can anybody quest right sign here. it, or does it have to be like an owner or somebody? No, doesn't have. It just has to be the name of a show. It could be FOMO. Like if we, if this was America, it could be FOMO comedy. If people had a hard time getting in here, yeah, exactly. In, in that fucked up scenario, yeah. that dimension that doesn't exist you know what's at funny all. is when donald trump was talking about oh my god the immigrants and then all of us comics were like dude it's hard to get in <laughs> right? no one gets in there there's people who are in there but they're not in they're not and they're, yeah and they're not leaving because they don't want to fuck up their That's pseudo like a, in it's like a house party where it's like you weren't invited sure you're at the party yeah but you gotta go at some point yeah and you're looking around because yeah. you know people know that you shouldn't be there exactly <laughs> <So> you're like <laughs> you can't get INS? into an accident at yeah. this thing because yeah. you ain't you do, got insurance <laughs> it makes you real yeah and we can't have you be real <laughs> like you follow down the stairs in new york just walk away yeah a hundred percent dude what, what what are you gonna do fucking ask to see the business owner yeah no try to sue they're like oh it's funny that you did try that. This actually wraps up one of the documents we had pending. What's weird is that there's no program. Like they know, for example, the people that do the O-1 visa know you got to go there, have relationships with these people to get in. How the fuck do you get the relationships? Obviously, you only get them by going there and doing your best to network. So there should be a thing that's like, okay, artists can spend X amount of time here and can they don't have to get paid, but it's like an internship. It's wild. It's wild. It's like it's just like back in the day when it's all the entry level positions required five years of experience, right? Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is this catch twenty twenty two shit? But like, it's a dangerous game because they ask you business or pleasure. You gotta lie and say pleasure. You can't. I don't want to be at at a border telling the guy I'm doing a show, but I'm not paid. Like I don't need to be having that as fucking soon as you're nuanced start conversation. Explaining <laughs> shit. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, they're fucking pulling the flag. The pink sheet yep. comes out. All right, pull to the left, sir. Like that. As soon, as soon as whatever you say isn't one sentence, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna search your body." It's one word. Yeah, 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 yeah we're exactly. gonna search your Spread body. Spread your naked. cheeks and lift your sack. Oh, cool. <laughs> I thought today was gonna be chill. I gotta fun at work today. No, man, fuck all that. So, like, you got to go in. That's why I like, I don't want to, like, Mahesh, back in the day, he 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 got blacklisted from America for five or ten years, huh? Because he, he went for a show, and they Googled him, and it was like, yeah, you're playing at, like, Ridley's Comedy Castle in fucking Royal Oak, Michigan. Yeah. You're done. But he did it. He did it. I'm sure it cost a bunch of money, but, like, that's why when you fly, it's much easier. 
they're so anal when you drive through the border. But when you fly, they're like business. But no one is googling like. But no so one's googling your name. Yeah, they get. Yeah, it's intense. Actually, Patrick was like, "Tell me if you're coming. I'll put you on the poster." No, nope. I'm just like, "Can I talk to you about that, brother?" Like, just make it a guest spot, man. How about you just remember where you came from and no poster, dude? Yeah, dude, fucking. Uh, that's the thing. I'm worried for uh, Olivia and Ali are going to do it in April, and they're co-headlining his show, and they're just on the poster as co-headliners. And I'm yeah. like, "Yo, yeah. watch out." I don't think they appreciate Julia Anna Rodriguez. I saw her posting like, "Oh, here's my shows in New York." And I'm like, oh, she she's got her she's got her visa. I don't know. She has like five shows though. I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. It's a dangerous game because you know, how, like people go, don't do that. It, it, all people like risk averse people scare you about everything, but that is the one thing that you will they will fuck you. But up top with. down, anybody I've talked to always says. Don't fuck around with that shit. Yeah, because there's names. There's all these fears of like, yo, don't bring weed on. Like before legalization, ever some people fl- flew with weed, some people didn't. It was fine, but the ones who didn't were like, bro, you go away for. I don't know anyone who ever flew with weed and got arrested and did jail time. But I know people that yeah, yeah. went to work without the visa and got blacklisted. I know multiple names. Well, there's just so much at stake for us. It's it's too little, much. Yeah, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It's Even all if of, it's five years. That's at that's too because much. we're trying. The only reason we got caught now is because we've deemed we are at the point we need to attempt. So five years is a massive setback. Yo, if I got dinged right now for five years, bro, I would be I would hunker down to be the king of Canada. Well, you need I that would contract tour, AX. Yeah, I would tour Canada every week thoroughly, bro. I'd be in fucking equality doing four shows, dude. Coming up with, I'd be start writing like province material. I'm like, all right, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Start Let's selling, hunker down. Start selling maps where you been? Yeah, bro. Fuck, it's sending back postcards and shit. Like, but I, I think you can do shows that are not paying you. Not paid is fine. Not yeah. paid is fine. But I do not. I'm not gonna but tell I anybody. I that. don't think yeah, you even want to advertise that. No, I'm saying yeah. yeah, don't don't. They're like, yeah, it's free. Oh, I'm going to do a show, but I'm doing a visa application and I need a deal memo. So it's kind of like a, it's an audit. Oh, come inside. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, the four officers are approaching me. I step out of the vehicle. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, yeah. Fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. It's also just, I don't think the payoff is there. Like you got to just be very careful. Well, I mean, I'm at the point right now where it's like, like I said, I'm, I got friends there. So I'll give you an address to a friend. I used to live in the area. Do you I, get any conversation with them about because you used to live and work in America, no? Yeah, but they don't care about the past like that. They'll just be like, okay, you know, you had a visa here. Oh, why are you here? Oh, I visited my buddy uh, Omar. His address is it here. It almost makes sense because you live there. People are like, you have friends here. Yeah, yeah. But they have very structured, quick questions. Oh, yeah. They don't want to hear a backstory. No. And, and when they hear a backstory, it's just like you said, that's a red flag. Backstory yeah. means, oh, fuck, now I got to process you. Just tell me an address. Why go visit a friend? How do you know this friend? We went to university together. Yeah. What did you study? This. When are you coming back? Two days from now. Okay. Like, well, I I was thinking I'm I'll st- might stay two days, but I no come with us. You know, like just even if it, you don't even know, just fucking say them quick. That's the one. The one thing that I always learned. gets me like, uh, when are you going back home? And I'm like, uh, what the, uh yeah, I booked this. <laughs> I yeah. booked this. Flight. Yeah, exactly. They make you feel like a criminal. Yeah, always. <laughs> it's so good. Especially at the border. That's the one thing I learned from crossing for years. One word answers, 
and hit them with a sir and ma'am whenever it doesn't oh, sound too. Whenever, you got a sir in you, you're no, no, hitting a cross, no, dude. No, 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 dude. But you can't, you can't go too sir. No, no, because no. then you're like, you what's this mili- guy? Up to? Military sir. Yeah. You got to hit him with a sir. You got to garnish the conversation with a sir. One word responses. Where are you going? Detroit. How long are you staying? Two hours, sir. Huh? Yes. You can't be sir every time. No. Like, oh, this guy's scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> step ter- aside, this son. terrified. Yeah. Holy shit, this guy wants me to pull him over. He's hit me with a sir every fucking time. He He's gets a fucking call on his shoulder. He's like, this guy said sir four times. He hasn't <laughs> blinked once. We're going to pull him in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, no well, one's that respectful. Imagine the banter at the border of the guys. Like, oh, fucking, uh, I pulled this guy in today because he looked funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> What? It's so funny to hear what my like uh, my buddy would go with his girl like uh, back in the day, and I would go with my buddy, like me, two immigrants versus like a white looking guy and his white girlfriend. Always two different experiences. So oh, funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're like a white girl, the border is just anywhere else in the world. You can totally be like, well, we might go to Lululemon and we might go to yeah. uh, Olive Garden, but I don't know about Olive Garden. You're there We're for, still trying to figure it out. You're there for two weeks. You're there for two weeks. You're like, where are you going? They're like, Lululemon. You're like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, that's not the right answer. Are you on OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah, he like follows her. <laughs> He's just in that. I wonder how many uh, security guards have busted nuts in those boots. Oh, God. Bro, I'm sure they've done the, the weirdest the, things in the they're world. They're this high. They yeah. got the computer. In they the wintertime when you're in there for like eight hours, they do weird shit. Bro, Sunday nights, minimal traffic. Nothing but access on their phone. I wonder how many people have it goes, where are you going? I wonder how many of them had a boner that they were just trying to get you through And quick. in America, plans are like, they're like paying you to have a phone. That's like how cheap it is over there. Dude, every, bro, not even America compared to Canada, America compared to Ontario. Ontario is the worst. Ontario is the problem. And America... 40 bucks, everything on your thing. Like, what's funny? Unlimited is, data, unlimited blah, 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 blah. What kind of like, uh, I work for, I work for one of these telecom companies with, through their sports team, but like, what kind of houses do these executives of telecommunications businesses have? Like, it's, it's a worldwide fact that we are overcharged tremendously in Ontario. In Ontario. I don't see like Rolls Royces around. Because they're hiding it. They're hiding it. It's actually funny you say that because a a buddy told me that he had a family member that during the Kuwaiti war, uh, when Iraq invaded Kuwait, this guy worked for a bank and he just stole a hundred million from the bank, put it into another account, fled the country with his family. Whoa. Yeah. And lives until this day. These people live in Montreal or like uh, somewhere in Quebec and their next door neighbor, Bell CEO. So it's like the people that ran with the hundred million, their next door neighbor is the bell guy, you know, just driving the Lexus like, but then he's going to a gated community yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, cause we're all paying fucking three times what we should be paying what a just genius. because the market allows it. The hundred million dollars he stole it. Yeah. A hundred something. He's just like opportunity, man. Fucking right place, right time. Had the know-how to move the money cause he was inside at the finance level. But still, you know, that's like a death. That's like, oh, me and my whole family will get killed if we get caught, but let's Why? do it right now. You got to change your name and shit. Everything. You have to change everything. Jeez. Yeah. I forget how I they told me this shit or when, but I was like, I bet you every single time someone has been, uh, an invasion has happened anywhere in the world, even in Ukraine right now with that, someone got rich. Oh, yeah. 
every time there's an someone presses the emergency button for the country, someone is getting rich. Yeah, when people aren't at their desks. Yeah, exactly. There's that one guy. Hey, Tom, the, the fire alarm. Yeah, I'm just closing up. Just everybody yeah, run yeah, out. Yeah. I'm closing up. We're signing out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, just leave it, bro. I'm, I'm right behind you, bro. It's only two gigs of RAM. You're It's just not working today, dude. My computer's slow. No, I, I left something on my table. I'll be right back. It's just in the fucking safe. Packing those naked uh, and doing cocaine. He's like, I did it. <laughs> it's not even cash. It's the uh, what's it called? Like Bitcoin the security. Oh, those security uh, certificates. It's like twelve million offshore. It's just a fucking stamped deed, essentially. If I stole a hundred million dollars in that context, I would never tell anybody. I know that's the, the only fact that he was so nonchalant. He's like, it hey. wasn't him. Oh. It, it wasn't that guy. Oh my, that stole a hundred million. <laughs> yeah. No, it was some family member of theirs. That, that knew. That's, yeah, that is like, yo, my one cousin is like crazy rich i'm like oh what do they do he's like it's actually funny because when actually, they evaded the war like it's like it's actually, it's funny. actually funny he just he robbed the country in, <laughs> at a time of war it's actually hilarious if it's, you think it's about hilarious. it hilarious yeah but uh, a toyota yeah <laughs> keeps everything low-key yeah fucking rich likes stuff. to shoot pool that's the one thing i don't like about canadians that i actually like about americans which fuck it i mean i'm trying not to be materialistic but in okay. canada you'll see giant houses and a corolla in america your car has to be proportional to your house. Yes. You know, when you're an American, you see a giant house, there has to be Ferrari, Lamborghini, Austin Martin, high-level Porsche. But I think that's, that's real wealth. When you have a fucking $50 million house and a $100 million fucking fleet of cars. I, 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 I don't know, man. They say Bill Gates has like a, or Warren Buffett, these guys drive Lexuses. I, I personally Well, because they're like, practical. They're literally like white nerds. Like Warren Buffett's like, okay, cool. I have a Ferrari. I'm scared of it. <laughs> like I'm terrified. It terrifies of it. me. It rumbles. It revs too high. He eats like fucking uh, fi- fillet, like fish fillet from McDonald's. His Every wife day. gives him a little bit of here. Take it. Take your five. Wealth like that's so weird. You know, someone's just following him at any given time. Well, the right? thing is, is like we would enjoy that level of money. If I had that money, I would be like, oh, cool. Today I'm swimming all day, and the like what? I wouldn't be like. I got to find purpose. Let's be honest. We're trying to do comedy because we've identified that of the skills I have, <laughs> this, this is the top of will the get me the most <laughs> yeah. money. Well, I mean, you can position it like that. And I would agree with you on that level. Yeah. But it's like, if this didn't make me the most money, I would still, still do be it. doing it. Because you I were can like do a engineering. doctor level specialist, brain specialist, yeah. people would pay you $10 million of surgery. You'd be like, no, 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 dude. I got to hear this about, bit about oranges. This- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be hard for you to turn away. You got to hear this bit about scalpels I've been working on. I don't think any comedian has ever felt as good at something else as they do at comedy. Without a doubt. Yeah. This is what I've been doing. This is what I've been doing since as long as I can remember. It's, Abbas, shut up. You're going to be moved again. Stop disrupting. Yeah. Stop this. Yeah. This is like, like my whole life, you know? But when you meet those people and like I've seen them, at, they're like, oh, I'm also, I was Olympian in 2008. You're like, you're not going to make it. Oh, you talk about like semi-athletes? Like when you have anybody that had a real life, they're like, oh yeah, my, I'm a, I'm an electrical engineer. I've been doing it for 10 years. I thought comedy would be fine. You're like, you're not going to make it. Dude. Oh yeah. It's like you're 10 years of electrical engineering. No, man, it's, you're done. You fried your shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the ones who can make it in comedy from what I've seen, they dip into the career they thought they were supposed to do and they dip out relatively quick. Which is a huge decision. I'm literally going to go through that. I'm going to have to decide, like, okay, do I, I have to do this full-time or I have to do the one thing other full-time? Like, I can't do both forever because well, eventually it scales. And the thing is, 
I work in baseball. Like there's a lot of other commitment on the game side too. So it's, it's tough. That's hard when you're like, Oh, I got to turn away money that just comes into my house. That's tough. Yeah. Because the money's tied to time though. Right. The money's tied to time. It's tied to time. That's the only problem. The money's not the problem. That time that you signed on the dot for that money, that's the issue. Correct. Right? It's just you're biding your time until the fucking, the comedy promise is like financially, it's like I can still stay afloat. And then it just scales, bro. It fucking scales, son. I think a leap, I think you can, you can be prepared, but I think a leap has to get made. For everybody. Absolutely. Even if you have an, an egg, a nest egg that's good, you're still making a leap of faith. Like you could have a million dollars and be like, I'm going to go to New York and be a comedian. The risk isn't that you have covered your ass with a million dollars. You're risking a million dollars. And probably losing a million dollars. Probably. <laughs> you're probably losing Unless you have dollars. a good plan and some editing skills. But in my case, it's like, bro, I was making six figures when I left engineering. And uh, What was your salary when you left? 120 US. Oh my God. Yeah, what? 25 years old. 120 US? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. But this is San Francisco. Rents two what grand year? a year. 2017. Oh my God, a boss. Yeah. But like. Dude, you should talk about that more on stage. People don't understand the graph. 120 US. Let me look at what that is and I'm fucking Canadian. But keep in mind, I'm living in the US. You can't convert it. So it's like, I'm not living in Canada and spending in Canada. You got you got to look at it as 120. Which You're is making a 164 Canadian a year. Six years ago. That's a fucking wild salary, dude. Yeah. But still, the year I jumped, I, I yeah, left that year. Like, oh, my broke. rent was two grand. Dude, fucking, you're making almost $12,000. Well, look at tax. It's year. employee tax. It's not corporate yeah. tax. You, you, you have no. So how long did you make Bro, 120 grand? in the States, you take social service. How, many times, how long did you have that salary? It was that 2017 was uh, the time I got it. Damn. Yeah. Before that, it was like 105 or something. What did like you that. do with that fucking income like that? Bro, it's not as much as you would think. They take social security tax. It's not as little as you're saying. It's you know what it ends up being a month, like seven, seven a month. That's a lot of money. That's still a lot of money, right? <laughs> two, two for the place. That's still one for the car. I'm giving. I'm got my mom's Kia Soul here. I'm paying half the rent in London here. Yeah. About fifteen hundred goes to Canada every month. I eat. I'm trying to save a grand. You know what I mean? Like, so think about this. Wait a second. So you had three thousand in your shit. You could pay no, for your three thousand before your insurance, mom's car. Gas. Sure. Yeah. And you could pay for your mom's car. And you could send fifteen hundred dollars to Canada. No, that's with the car. With the fifteen hundred. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I didn't realize you're making that much money. Holy shit. Yeah, a long time ago, bro. That actually makes me feel better. Yeah. I well, didn't know that. Well, it's like, what am I going to do open with? I used to make 120 grand. Now I'm retarded. <laughs> like, well, no, I think when you, whenever you have a bit that talks about your job, to implore the gravity of it by saying, I used to make $120,000 USD. Like in Canada, people are going to lose their minds. They're going to be like, dude, you're a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, right. Even if you say a number way less than that. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. you're a billionaire. Dude, you're a billionaire. <laughs> and because Canadians, we don't value our money. We look at our money like, oh, it's useless. But here, it's the same conversation again. You're, if you only look at the money side of it, then I'm the biggest idiot for leaving that. But yeah. if you look at the other side of it, of what you give up for that, it's not even what I gave up necessarily. It's the vibe I had to deal with. Yeah. It's the responsibility I had to shoulder. All of that. 
did not fucking line up with 120 by any means, especially considering that I was already tasting the mosaic of him. What's that? So uh, let's see what we got here. Can, keep it saying what you're saying. No, I, I I was lost on mosaic. I actually want to show you today. I got a today. I got my first uh, audition for bald men. I was hey! like, I was like, it's over. Dude, it's amazing. It's over. Uh, the age range, 30s to 70s. Do you want to know something so funny? 30s to 70s. I mean, they're I just. Like, I'm not gonna get this. That's a net. Yeah, like that's. They didn't even specify black. When they specify black, I'm like, okay, I got a shot. It's open ethnicity, 30 to 70. Why am I even? They didn't even specify for? black. <laughs> At least that fucking narrows down the pool. This is 125 a day. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about. I used to make 120 fucking American USD. You Yo, know what's so funny? When I came I, back from when I came back to Canada, the the first year I got back. I made like twenty four grand, I think, and and life was better. Like, there's no way to describe how much life was better. No way to describe it in a way no one will believe it because they're like, "Bro, you're fucking man. That's one six. No comparison. Would you be open? I'm, and I would do the exact same shit again. So fuck it, bro. The money will come. By the way, I project in like in soon times. I'll be I'll be able to fucking uh, go back over what I was making like. Six years ago, It'll, I've taken eight years to get back to that level. But fuck it, I'm doing like now. I'm practicing comedy. I'm waiting till the night and doing my show. I'm not going to China and being in an in a fucking conference room for twelve hours, seven days a week. No windows. Can't leave. No, like fuck you know, all that. You know shit. what gets me with the corporate gig mm. is I work in sales. Yeah, and. That's the type of repeating yourself that I can't do. I can do it, but it makes me feel bad. I'm like, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a piece of this machine. Like when you're on the phone, you're like, hey, it's so-and-so calling from this reason. I'm just following up because of this, this, and this, and you can reach me at this number. Thanks. Have a great day. And you do that like 30 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm dying. Yeah. Like I'm actually dying a slow death. AI will be able to replace yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like this is... As meaningful as it is for whoever cares about it, but it's nothing. It is. It's terrifying. I literally had the same experience. I went to the casino in like Woodbine and all of the casino games in Woodbine are like digital. Mm. So it takes the element of it being alive away and everyone's just sitting there pressing a button. Oh, I saw that. And I was like, oh, this is depressing. (laughs) I'm literally looking. It's like the Matrix. They're hooked up. They're giving you juice for your thing and you're just clicking. I'm like, that. you can't do that. And by the way, the click isn't even a satisfying click. No. It's, it's, it's a, a shitty plastic click. Yeah. Shitty plastic click. And it's just like, you're working at McDonald's in that in the casino? Because have you ever been to McDonald's? And you're listening to the sounds? You're like, how are you guys not going fucking oh, nuts? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the fries are done. The they got to come the up. Thing, the thing. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. why are you talking to me like you're normal? <laughs> have you done fast food, though? Worked in it? Yeah. yeah. For, you get in the zone. You don't even hear that I shit, bro. I know, but how the fries f- up. Yo, fries, fries. Okay. You know what, though? You ever, Drive get an, through. you ever get an argument with your girlfriend, your wife, fiance, whatever, and it's fine. You're like, this is okay. Sure. We did the argument start to finish. You felt no emotions during the argument. And then you go out of your house and you fucking feel like angry. Yeah, of course. That's what I think happens to the McDonald's people. They're at home at fucking 12 at night and they just start yelling <laughs> and they don't know why. You know what I used to do back in the day, bro. I've had that. I've had the business hustle since day one, bro. At fifteen, we can end on this shit. At fifteen or whatever, unless you want to top it, <laughs> you know, we'll end on this. 
At 15, I was working KFC Taco Bell. It's the half-half store, right? Yes. I would, uh, my buddies knew that if there was chicken at the end of the night, I get to take it home. And I used to sell it. I used to bike after 10 p.m. I'd box up the chicken and I'd drive one guys. They played soccer at the aquatic center at night. The Arabs, I'd drop them a couple boxes. This, 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 take it. The one night, there was no chicken. These guys wanted chicken. I'm like, this is what you do. You tell them, you call, you say, you're coming from out of town. You need four buckets. Okay. <laughs> so they, they 8.30, we closed at 9. They they said, we're coming in from fucking St. Thomas. We're, we need a big order. So they made like, they dropped 110 pieces. <laughs> and, and obviously they didn't show up. So I just fucking packed 100. And like someone took like four. But I, over 100, four giant buckets of chicken, bro. And Fuck I just yeah. went, I gave them a bucket for 10 bucks, bro. I'm talking like there's 26 pieces in the bitch. <laughs> I'm talking 26 <laughs> pieces. Like, bro. But and I and I till this day I'm probably like, tasted so much better because it was cheaper. Oh, like, bro. dude, this ten dollar chicken and it was fresh. We just dropped KFC. It. Should sell this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, can you actually can you get the money out of KFC? Yeah, nah, bro, good. I can't. But uh, bro, let's land this bitch, huh? Uh, tell the people, drop your show. Tell them the socials as always. I put that shit in the bio anyway. Socials so. is my name, Jordan Paul Chico. The only show I really really need y'all to come to if you're gonna come is April twenty eighth. Free times is like my first time. I'm headlining my own thing. Bet on yourself is what I should call the album. Actually, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, that's the name on the show. No, it's just me live, Jordan oh. Paul live. But I'm gonna do more times, like thirty to forty minutes. It's the first time I'm gonna do that. So uh, come and yeah, if you want, that'd y- be great. Yo, go check this guy. He's funny as fuck. April twenty eighth. Put that shit in your calendars right now. Free times cafe. If you come times. to my show, same spot. And uh, like I mentioned. Also on the note of free times, March 24th, Toronto, come out. And then Montreal, we are in Third Floor Comedy Club, Windsor. We are in Meteor, Harrison, The Crown, Harrison, and Hamilton, The Staircase Theater. Tickets at abbaswahab.com. Thank you for tuning in, brother. Thank you for coming Thank out. Thank you. Appreciate you. Till next time. Peace. Peace.